wait a minute, this is the fifth time. You know, they wanted, they wanted to find out more about Jesus. And you know, I hate to say this, the temperature there is about 31, 32. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I know, I know, I'm looking outside. I know us Canadians, where is, I mean, you know, you think about it, right? What have we had, how long have we had winter? November, December, I'm thinking January, February, March, April. Like, seriously, how much summer do we actually get, guys? July and August, right? Man, we really need that. Just pray for that warming thing, you know, the climate warming thing for us. Come on now. Let's pray for that here. Come on, a little more ozone open up, a little warmth here. Goodbye, snow. Okay. Now you envir- env- I've just offended some envir- 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 can't even say it now. Environmental people, but that's okay. God loves you. Um, so, <laughs> so here's the situation. The temperature is going to be 31, 32, and I honestly say I'd love to take some more of you with us on this trip because it's always amazing when you put yourself into a position where you take a risk, where you go and you see God move. And so what we're going to talk about this morning is a Holy Spirit culture. Because I believe that in order for this place to grow even more so and God to bring people here, we have to have a Holy Spirit culture. And I'm not talking copycat culture. Sorry, I don't want to be like Hillsong. I don't want to be Hillsong. Hillsong is good. Don't get me wrong. they got some good stuff going there. I'm, I don't even want to be like Toronto. No. I don't want to go back and reach in and say, I want to be. No. I want to be what God, the Holy Spirit, wants to do through us here today. I feel a release in this room. Come on. I feel, a re- I feel there's a hunger in this room. I love it. I feel there's a hunger in this room, and I feel there's a release. You know, I'm going to say this to my Spanish brother and sister here. Mi pasión es Jesús. Is that good? What did I just say? I feel there's a release. Mi pasión es Jesús. What did I just say? My passion is Jesus. I feel like there's a release in this room. If you guys would join me, if, you know, again... If this is in your heart, I really believe that if you just say that, and you may say, well, I'm not there yet. But you know, as you start declaring it over your life, there's going to be a release as we say this. So I just want you to say that. Say that from your heart. If you can't say it, then don't say it. But if you can say that with me, my passion is Jesus. Oh, I felt a release. I felt a release. One more time. I want you to say it. Okay, now let's say it in Spanish. I feel it's a release there if we say it in Spanish. Because the Bible says, all the nations. I can't, you know, I've been reading Revelations 4 and 5, and I've been thinking about that, you know, around the throne room. There's lightning going on. There's this crystal sea. There's the 24 elders, and they're throwing down their crowns, and, and the Lamb of God. And there's so much going on there, and it's going to be a place of such excitement and such glory that we're just going to be like so fascinated with Him. And I really feel like as we speak, we speak that from our heart, mi pasión, I'm going to teach us some Spanish this morning. Okay, I'm going to teach them some Spanish. 
my Spanish brothers and sisters. Because you know, when we have a Holy Spirit culture, there is passion in the place. We're not just here doing the time. Oh yeah, check the clock out. Whoa, I'm out of here, man. Well, I wonder what's, uh, man, what's happening for lunch today. I think, uh, you know, maybe, uh, maybe I'll go to uh, Tim Hortons. Yeah, Tim Hortons. Nah, come something better than Tim Hortons. Oh, let's see, whatever, you know, and, but we're going to be in this place and we're going to be so hungry because we want to see what the God, the spirit does. All right. We want to see what he does. So me passion. Okay. We're going to try this. Me passion. Wow. We got a good class. We got a good class here. My brother and sister are nodding. They're thinking, okay, you guys are the, you guys are the ones. Okay. They're going to, well, I think I did all right. Did I do Okay. Okay. Are you sure you guys want to? Okay, good. Okay. So either said I did good. Okay. I better be going because I want to be saying the right thing when I'm there. So, mi passion es Jesus. Let's hear you say it. Awesome. Wow. Wow. What do you think? Spanish class? When's the next Spanish class? When are you guys doing the next Spanish class at your house? Okay. So, see them after church if you want to learn more Spanish. Okay. And they will teach you. So, getting back to that, we talked about temperature. Temperature being there, 32, 31. We want to pray that the temperature, as people come in this place, they're going to know. It's just like when a man said, wow, you know, I just feel like it's heavy in here. Well, that's the presence. It's the tangible presence of God. You can sense the tangible presence of God. And some of you say, well, I'm not there, and I want to get there. Well, you can get there. Let's look at John chapter 7. John chapter 7, verse 37, 39. Jesus, all right, Jesus is saying this. He's at the final, he's at the feast, Feast of the Tabernacles. He wasn't sure they were going to show his brother say, why don't you go? He wasn't even sure he was going to show up. He shows up and he speaks this. This is what Jesus says. Now on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried out in a loud voice. If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. All right? Number 38. He who believes in me, as the Scripture has said, from his innermost being shall flow springs and rivers of living water. How many love that, man? The jumping in the river. But he who was speaking here, he was speaking of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were afterwards going to receive the Holy Spirit because he had not yet been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. So here we see the Holy Spirit. I mean, there's so much. There's the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's an anointing of the Holy Spirit. There's like, what is this? Like, there's so much about this. What does this all mean? And, and, and being able to see that the Holy Spirit is like a river coming out of us. What is this all about? Well, let's go over to John 14, 16 and 18. Let's look at there. Because Jesus talks a little more. He gives us some more insight into what the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, Jesus was about to leave. He was about to leave the disciples. And here he says in John 14, 16, 18, but before we do that, I want to say this. This is so important here because I'm believing God for great things. And it says here in John 14, 12, 
I assure you, most solemnly, I tell you, Jesus is saying this, if anyone steadfastly believes in me, he will himself be able to do the things that I do. And, he doesn't leave it there, come on. And he will do even greater things than these because I go to the Father. All right? And what is he talking about, these greater things? Well, if you start to look at what Jesus did, the miracles, and we start to look at his life, I mean, it is amazing when we begin to see situations where are impossible, humanly speaking. And the Bible says that. It says the natural man cannot receive the things of God. But when we begin to open our eyes up and we start to get a revelation, because this starts with revelation, Jesus even asked that question. Remember, he asked that question. He said to his disciples, who do, you, who do you think I am? Who do you say I am? And they said, well, this is what other people say. Elijah, you know, you're, you're this. He says, no, but I want to know. And I, and I believe he's asking that question this morning to us. I want to know, who do you think I am? Who do you say I am? Because that's going to determine that's going to determine what kind of walk you have, what kind of path that you take, what kind of choices you make is who am I to you? And revelation, and, 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 and Peter gets it right. And you know what's crazy about that passage in Matthew chapter 16? It says, Peter said, you are the Christ, the Son of the living and you see, when the Holy Spirit works in your life, He always gives you a revelation of who Jesus is. He points to Jesus is what He does. And then Jesus points to the Father. And so here in this situation, Peter is saying, well, you are. And right away, Jesus says, Peter, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you. You know, your human intellect didn't reveal that to you. Your understanding, but it was downloaded into you. It was downloaded into you from heaven. This is downloaded. And when we get the downloads of heaven into us, we can do what Jesus did. It says here, 14, 16, and 18, And I will ask the Father, and He will give you another comforter, counselor, a helper, an intercessor, that he may remain with you forever. I mean, it's awesome when you think about that, that right now, Jesus and the Holy Spirit are praying for you. If you are a believer, you're not on your own. You know, you're not an orphan anymore. The Holy Spirit is there. He says the Spirit of truth, and he says the world cannot receive it, because it does not see him or know and recognize him. But you know and recognize him, for he lives with you constantly and will be in you. And I will not leave you as orphans, desolate, bereaved, helpless. I will come back to you. The spirit of truth. You know, when you get a revelation of what the spirit can do to you or through you, I mean, you become another person, right? And we're going to talk about what does that look like? What does that look like? The transformation, you know, the filling, the being full, being controlled by the Holy Spirit. Because you've got an option here. You've got either the flesh 
or the Holy Spirit. And as in Romans 8 says, if you are truly a child of God, you are led. It says as many as are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So who is leading in your life? I remember a situation where we were uh, um, in Ecuador, and uh, we were... Um, up at around 5 a.m. that morning because we were going to go up to the mountain. And we had no idea what that day was going to look like. And uh, we started to worship that morning, and there was something about the worship. There was something going on. And as we began to worship God, we just felt His presence. And what we didn't realize was that God was preparing us for that day. Because as we began to go up this mountain, you get to a certain plateau, and this was like, you know, we're talking 16,000 feet. And if you know anything about climbing, the air can get pretty thin up there, and it becomes really hard to breathe. Like, you, gotta, you can't just climb up the mountain and go, la-di-da, I'm going to get up this mountain and run. No, but you gotta, you've got to take your time as you climb the mountain. And so in this situation, we were taking our time, and sure enough, my wife, she was leading the way. Um, and uh, we were just taking our time because your air is not the same, the intake. And, and we got up there, and there was this group of youth, a group of young people. And one of these girls, she'd been drinking too much. She'd been having too much alcohol. And she only had a T-shirt on there, and which it was really cold. It was like, you know, snow up there and everything like that. And uh, she was uh, overcome because of this alcohol. She started to shake. And when you're drinking, obviously, you don't know how cold you are. And so we brought her into this hut where there was this, this fire to get her warm. I remember looking at her, her eyes started dilating, and I remember just looking at her and, and in her face and saying, Jesus, speaking Jesus over her. And we had a couple of other individuals with us. We had a doctor with us as well, and a girl. And she began, I told her, I said, you know, let's pray for her. But you know what? She listened to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not what we're going to do now. We are not going to pray right now. But what we're going to do, she looked at all those 14 kids, because there was an audience in there. You can imagine a captive audience in this place that were watching what was going on with this girl. Because she was losing it. And she was hyperventilating because of the fact that she wasn't, you know, the alcohol, the mixture of alcohol, the fact that oxygen wasn't as plentiful. And so in this situation... She turned around and she felt Holy Spirit say, preach. And so at these 14 teenagers there, she started to preach. And, and I was going like, I don't know what she was, she was preaching in Spanish. But she was preaching to them. And I was glad that she was listening to the Holy Spirit. Not me. How many of you done that? You know, you think, okay, maybe I know. But do you, have you listened to the Holy Spirit? Have you taken the time to hear Him? To listen, right? The Bible says, slow to speak, right? Be slow to anger, but be quick to hear. And I really believe that means hearing. Not only what other people are saying, but hearing. What is God saying in this situation? Holy Spirit, what do you want to do in this situation? And she was listening to the Holy Spirit. And all those 14 kids were captive. And as she spoke, the Holy Spirit came into that situation and all at the end of her, of her uh, message, she, she shared the gospel with them. They put their hands up. They wanted Jesus. Come on, right? 
She wanted Jesus because that door that was open to her was a result of her listening to the Holy Spirit. Right? So let's turn over just to Acts here. I want to look at Acts. Because I want to, I want to look more at just what happens. What happens when you get filled, you know, with the Holy Spirit? What, what goes on? Acts chapter 19, 6. Let's see some, some uh, read this verse. And as Paul laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke in foreign, unknown tongues and prophesied. Okay, now let's go to 11 and 12. And God did unusual and extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul so that handkerchiefs or towels or aprons which had touched his skin were carried away and put upon the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirits came out of them. Isn't that amazing? Like, aren't we getting excited? I mean, this is, this is available to us. This is available to us. I mean, in John chapter 3, you have Peter and John. And they're walking, and they're going to the temple, and they come up to this beautiful, it's called the beautiful gate, and, and what they do is they take this man, a crippled man, from birth, he's been crippled, his ankle bones, he's not able to walk, and they bring him to this gate, and he, he's begging. And he sees Peter and John coming. Oh, man, he doesn't know what's going what's gonna to happen to him. Come on, he doesn't know what's going to happen to him. Because he, he doesn't realize. And so he comes in Acts chapter 3. Peter and John. They're walking together. They're going to pray. It's 3 o'clock in the afternoon. And they're coming there. And all of a sudden they see. And this guy looks up at them and he says, you know. And, and Peter and John look at him. Straight with their eyes. And they say, silver and gold. We don't have that. We don't have money for you but we do have something for you. And they basically say to him, stand up. They grab his right hand. Now that's a lot of faith. They grab his right hand and they lift him up. And this guy, I mean, he's probably thinking, what is going on? What is happening here? And he, he comes up and you can hear those ankle bones shifting. And, that, and can you imagine what, what takes place? I mean, Miracles happen every day in our lives. Listen, just do this right now. Come on. Breathe. Just go, breathe into your hand. That breath you just took, that breath you just blew was because of God. Come on. He holds your breath. He could stop that. I was thinking when I was on that mountain, that oxygen, he could turn the oxygen off. <laughs> we wouldn't want him. But that is a miracle. And sometimes we don't realize it. We don't see these miracles. And it's only through the Holy Spirit who opens up our eyes that we begin to see this. So in this situation, he gets up. And he's excited. I mean, can you imagine? I haven't walked since birth. I mean, you've seen other people walk by you. Come on. And we look at this story and we see this is an amazing thing. Let me tell you, that's the Holy Spirit. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. But we have to be in tune to the Holy Spirit. Now, I understand there's some people that don't want to receive. There's, you know, there's people that do want to receive, and we know that. In, in uh, 2 Thessalonians, Paul said that, keep me away, God, from those who don't, you know, that don't uh, go to your path, that don't want to follow your ways. Right? Paul talked about that. 
I mean, we're going to Cuba, and it's crazy. Did you know when we do this soccer camp, we're not allowed to do it? I, when we were in conversation, we're going to do soccer. We're just going to have to do it at different places. But they said it's a new law now that tourists can't come and play soccer with the kids. What kind of law is that? I'm serious, folks. That's what they said. They said it's a new law now. And I think, come on. You actually, in the time that we were there the last time, you made up a new law that said these guys can't come and play soccer with the kids? I want to see that one. I really want to see that one. And what it is, it's just the way of the devil. And, it, it, you know, putting up this, the, this, this kind of smoke screen. And he does it in our lives too. He does it in, a, in, in this place. He does it in your heart. He does it when you start to believe the lies. I mean, you know, believe the lies that I'm never going to be healed. Or I'm never going to see this happen in my life. And then you start to actually believe that. And that's not from God. That's not from God. Right? That guy could have been th sitting there at that whole temple thinking, I'm never going to be, never going to be able to walk. But he didn't realize who he, he came in, in contact with was Peter and John because they were able to, in the Holy Spirit, be able to say, hey, and, and, and the amazing thing about all of this, again, is that the, the religious spirit started to rise up as they got into a situation in Acts 4 where they asked them, says, where did you guys get this authority? Where did you guys get this power? And folks, if you are a believer, if you know Jesus, you have the Spirit of Christ within you. Because of that. And because of that, you walk in authority. You get to hear and listen to the Holy Spirit. Now, yes, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4 and 5, it says that we can quench them. Quench them means to resist. All right? Or grieve them means to hurt. It's when we make choices that are, are more for the flesh. And we're going to look at that in a minute because we're going to move from there. We're going to move into transformation because that's what the Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart and in your life It's transformation. How many of you have seen the movie I Can Only Imagine? Come on. Wasn't it good? Okay, the rest of you know, next time all hands up, right? No. But I can only imagine his story. This, this song, I can only imagine, was written in 10 minutes. But really, it wasn't really written in 10 minutes. It actually was a lifetime. And it was about this guy's father. And his father was a monster. But you know what he began to see? He began to see his father get changed. He began to see his father as he would come home, listen. I'm giving away a part of the movie, so that's okay. That's right. And he began to see the transformation. Because you see, not only do we get revelation from the Holy Spirit, but there has to be transformation. If there isn't transformation happening, then the question comes back, have you surrendered? Have you surrendered? Have you brought yourself? If it's just easy for you, and we're going to talk about that in Ephesians 5 in a minute, because there has to be the fruit in your life. Do you really want to know if you're a believer? There's a lot of churchgoers. I see them here at the Catholic Church. A lot of churchgoers. See them at this church and even here. And you can go to church. And you can fake it till you make it. But God knows. God knows your heart. And he knows whether you're making the choices to follow the Holy Spirit or follow your own decisions. Right? And you can be, a, be that churchgoer 
who never ever realizes that it is a decision, your decision, no one else's, but your decision to follow Christ. And the Holy Spirit does that because he does it with what? Conviction. Come on. We come to church. We, I mean, I'm a sinner. Man, I've messed up big time. And good people don't go to heaven. Let me tell you that right now. Good people don't go to heaven. You mean to my neighbor who maybe, and maybe he is doing better, you know, better things than this other guy who calls himself a Christian. But you know what? We're in a process. And you know the difference? How you tell the difference is because that a Christian, a true follower of Jesus, he will be very sensitive to sin. He's not going to be able to just do it with, 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 that, with you know, no problem, I can do this. There's going to be something going on in his heart. There's going to be conviction. And that's what the Holy Spirit does, is he brings in conviction, not only transformation, but he reminds me, oh, you know what, you got to fix this problem. Oh, man, because it starts with families. This happens in relationship, is the Holy Spirit, because we talk about Holy Spirit culture in this place, but it starts in your house. I love when Melissa Helser, and if you don't know, Jonathan Helser, Melissa Helser wrote the song, No Longer Slaves. But Melissa Helser was in, her, in a car, and she was talking about how her husband was in church talking and talking, and she had the kids in the car. And the kids were like acting up, and she just outbursts and said, where is the Holy Spirit to the kids? Where did he go? Because they weren't really acting, you know, the way. And, and she talks about it with, her, with um, her kids about not bombing each other. Not dropping bombs, but speaking good. And in a church, that's what helps too. The Holy Spirit works within us as a relationship. This is a family. And, and we have to love well. Because to me, one of the commands is, the first commandment is, love others. Love them. The new commandment, this commandment I give unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. Wow. Maybe we should have a foot washing thing going on here today. Right? Come on. Come on. <laughs> I've done that before. I was in a situation. I was in um, Ecuador, and, and this, these two girls that we were actually, uh, our translators working for, their dad wasn't, was very far from God. And the mother was like, come on. You need to speak to him. You need, you need to tell him. And I was thinking to myself, yeah, I'm sure he knows already. He doesn't need me to speak to him. He already, probably already knows. And I asked the Holy Spirit in that moment. I said, Holy Spirit, what do I need to do? What should I do? And you know what? The Holy Spirit said to me, you should wash his feet. And I said that to his daughters. I said, you know, I know your mom's getting on his case about the fact he's not there yet. And, and the guy didn't want me to wash his feet, but he knew, he, I mean, he knew what it was all about. And you know what? There were tears. When, when I finished washing this guy's feet and his daughter's, Watched his, washed his other foot, and I was washing this guy's foot. Um, they, they basically um, looked, and, and, and it touched him. It just it touched him right here. And he came around me, put his big hands on my shoulders, and started shaking and started praying over me. It was like, this is, this is, it wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit listening and saying, God, what can I do in this situation? You know, when you're sitting in, at home and your child's acting up, ask Holy Spirit. Because Holy Spirit knows what's going on in your heart of that child. 
Maybe, you know, you haven't spent a lot of time with them. Maybe their, their outburst or reaction. Why do we not say, Holy Spirit, what do I do in this situation? Because the Spirit of God searches what? The hearts better than I can. So as we go to Cuba and we, we don't know, they say they're trying to forbid us. They're trying to say, hey, hinder you from doing. But God knows. There's situations already that God has us to walk into and paths to walk into that He's already prepared. And the Spirit of God's going to show up. And then we're going to come back here and we're going to share it with you. And then all of you are going to be signing that list and we're going to be having like a hundred of us going next time to Cuba. And that can happen. But you know what? That can happen here too. Right? That's not just for Cuba. That can happen here. Now, I know Cuba is more fertile because the people are there are hungry. They haven't had the Word of God like we have. You know, it used to be illegal to own a Bible. And now I hear even in China now they're starting to, to hold back on the Bible because they know. They know what the power of God can do. And that's what I want. I want us to, we're going to have some time. we still got time. We're going to have some time this morning to do an activation. We're going to do that. Because some of you, you, you have never been filled with the Holy Spirit. And some of you, you want that river of water to come out of you. And some of you haven't been listening to the Holy Spirit. You've been trying to figure it out on your own and do it your own way. And you know what? You make a mess of things, right? But here we see in John chapter 3. I love this. I, you know, I already told, told you about it. But let's just go to uh, John chapter 4. And I love this part. Um, let's see here. Or sorry, Acts. Acts is where we were. So we're going to go to Acts. Let's move over to Acts. How many love Acts? Acts is just full of stuff going on. Did you know if they could, you know, the things about Jesus, that if there's not enough books to record what he did? I mean, we get the highlights, but there's not enough to tell what he did. And then he comes along and says in John 14, 12, which I already said to you, guess what? You can do it. Yes, you can. I love that. Yeah, that's right. I want each one of you here. I want to say, hey, guess what? I went to that, that's somebody from that church or whatever. I was in the grocery store, I'm, or maybe I was in Walmart. And I was, I was like down this aisle, and you were just waiting in Walmart. You were like sneaking around the corner waiting for somebody to come. And you just prayed for them, and Holy Spirit showed up. Come on, can we not believe that? Let's do some Walmart um, adventures in this church too. Get into Home Depot and Walmart. We'll get them. We're going to pray for them. We're going to pray so that they come into that situation or they come down that aisle and they're going, whoa, what is this? What is this? What am I sensing, right? That's the Holy Spirit. All right, so Acts, Acts 19. <clears throat> we talked about the unusual miracles. We're going to move back, actually. It was Acts 4. I am in 19. And I am going back to 4 right here. Because I just want you to see this. And, and, it's, and it's something, folks, that I'm going for. Because you know what? I believe in the more. I do. Like, I think to myself, man, I mean, I've been going to church for a while. And I need some water right now. My throat's trying to... Is there water here? Thank you. Thank you. Rivers of living water, right? Flow out of us. So, and I've been going to church. But I really believe, and I've heard some of you say to me... Why are you here? And he says, because I want more. 
Man, that, that's an awesome response because that tells me you are hungry. And Holy Spirit puts that hunger in your heart. But you have to be careful because there are distractions out there. There are distractions. There's, there's, the enemy wants to steal that devotion from you, that desire from you, and put it on something else that's totally worthless. It's not worth it. Money is not worth it. Yeah, I need it to live, but it's not worth all my adoration and affection. Come on. You think when, I, I mean, in order to go to Cuba, that comes out, uh, nobody's paying me to go to Cuba. No one's paying any of this team to go. Why are you going? Well, why, I mean, you're not, because there's something higher we're going for. There's something higher we're going for. There's, there's something we're believing God for. We're going after it, right? We're going after it. So John 4, or sorry, Acts 4. So we see that here. I love this part. It says this. So they're going to put these guys on trial, Peter and John. Guys, we're not happy. What they say here in verse 7, Acts 4, 7. And they set the men in their midst and repeatedly demanded, by what sort of power or by what kind of authority did such people do this healing? How did you do this? Then Peter, I love this, filled with and controlled by the Holy Spirit, said, rulers of the people and members of the council, if we are being put on trial here today and examined concerning a good deed, done. I mean, they're just like, come on, guys. We're doing something because to benefit a feeble, helpless cripple. By what means this man has been restored to health? Let it be known and understood by all of you and by all the house of Israel that in the name and through the power and authority of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, in him and by means of him, this man is standing here before you well and sound in the body. The kingdom of God comes. The revelation of Jesus comes. Transformation happens as a result of that. I mean, I could sit here today, we don't have the time, and ask you, well, how did it happen in your life? What were the events that led up to your life? I mean, think about even the fact that you were born in such a family. Maybe your family wasn't the best family, but each of us were put into a situation where God gave us an opportunity to respond to Him. Um, I remember back in, uh, in my college days when my, my friend Grant and I, were we were at a youth place, and we had just been speaking, and we were driving by, and we were radical, a lot radical more than I am today, but, but we saw all these cars lined up. We knew there was a party going on. There was a party going on at this house, and there were all these cars lined up, and Grant looks at me and says, we got to go in. I'm thinking, what? He says, yeah. He said, so I had my guitar with me. I had my guitar with me. He says, we're going into the party. We're coming in with the light. We're coming in with the power of God. And I was thinking to myself, and, I, and I'm going, wow, this is like we're really coming in. So all these cars were driving up the driveway. All these cars lined up on the side. And these guys are in a party. And we come out, and here we are, these two guys with a guitar. And the guy says, man. You guys are the band? You guys are the band to play for us? You guys play Led Zeppelin? Because we're bringing you in. And so these guys, they brought us into the midst of this party. And, and, and we're in the midst of this party. And 
I'm telling you, Holy Spirit better show up. Because <laughs> I don't know Led Zeppelin. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so here we are. And I break out my guitar. They're all waiting for this Led Zeppelin song. <clears throat> How many of you know DC Talk? <coughs> some of you do, okay. Some of you, DC Talk. Jesus Freak. All right? So, and DC Talk had a song that they did by someone else, and it was called, it was basically, I wish we'd all been ready. Life was filled with guns and war. You know? And you could, and it was basically about the end, the last days, you know? And that's the song that came to me. So you can imagine these guys with their beers and everybody's around this party. So I'm breaking out this song. And it's called, I Wish We'd All Been Ready. Life was filled with guns and war. And everyone got trampled on the floor. I wish we'd all been ready. And you could see their faces. Anyways, we don't know what happened. We were there for that song. And then, and then after that, we talked for some people. We ended up leaving. But you know the amazing thing in that all, all that is, is that you never know what God is doing in the hearts and in that situation. Right? You never do. And you know what? If you stay in your comfort zone, you're not, it's not going to happen. You're going to have to take risks. When you try to transform with the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit's going to say something to you. You got a choice. You can either listen or you can shut it down. Because he's, he's about that. The Holy Spirit, and, and sometimes, yes, he does give you a kick in the butt. And we need it, right? We need it. But, but let's, we're going to move over to Galatians 5. Because not only do I want to talk about um, just the transformation, I just want to highlight this. And then we're going to close off. We're going to give an opportunity for activation. But Galatians chapter 5. Because in a Holy Spirit culture, our relationships are important. Because the Bible says, as the world looks at us, if we're in unity, we're, not, we're, not, we're building each other up. I, I was talking with my wife about this, and I said this, we got to love others into their destiny. That's what should be one of the values of this place, that we love others into their destiny. And I, and I was thinking, how important is it for me to love my brother and sister into their destiny? But if I'm gossiping about them, that ain't going to happen. Right? If I'm, if I'm jealous of them, that ain't going to happen. Right? And it's something that we got to be careful of because the enemy likes to sow his seeds. It's like a garden, you know? You see the garden and all of a sudden you got to get the weeds out of the garden. If you don't, the weeds start to choke the life. But we got to look for what the Holy Spirit is saying. And Galatians chapter 5 is great because it tells us this is some of the things that should be evident in your life. Okay, so let's start off at 15. i got to read this passage to you because this is so good. And then we'll just highlight it. So here it goes. But if you bite and devour one another, be careful that you and your whole fellowship are not consumed by one another. But I say walk in the Holy Spirit. Be controlled, be guided by the Spirit. Then you will certainly not gratify the cravings and desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh, they're opposed to the Holy Spirit. And the desires of the Spirit are opposed to the flesh. For these are antagonistic to each other 
so that you are not free but are prevented from doing what you desire to do. And then he goes on, he says, but if you are guided, led by the Holy Spirit, you are not subject to the law. He says, now here are the doings of the flesh. They're clear. Immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, divisions, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you before, just as I did previously, that those who do such things, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here it is, folks. This is what we've got to see in our lives. And I know it's a place where we need to go, and we get there by getting filled up with the Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Holy Spirit is this. His presence within us accomplishes love, joy, gladness, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, and again, such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh. Because if we live by the Holy Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. If by the Holy Spirit we have our life in God, let us go forward, walking in line, controlled by the Spirit. You know, and it says, don't be drunk. Also, don't be drunk with wine. I mean, you know when someone's drunk, right? It's obvious when you see somebody who's, who's had too much alcohol. Well, that should be the same when you see somebody that has the Holy Spirit on them. There's going to be a difference. When they're filled and full, come on. Come on, right? You're going to see something going on. There's going to be joy. There's going to be excitement. There's going to be the peace of God on that person. The gentleness, you're going to see that happening in their lives as the Holy Spirit is taking control of their life. You know, I think about what the Holy Spirit wants to do now, here, today, in your lives. And I want to give Him the opportunity this morning. Maybe you're not there. Maybe you've said, I don't even know if I'm... I'm saved. You know, I'm, C.H. Spurgeon said this, and I wrote this quote down. And it's so true because one of the things is if you are a true follower of Jesus, you're going to want to talk about him. But C.H. Spurgeon wrote this, and I can imagine that he must have had a mic drop as he said this. This is very convicting. He says, every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. Think about that one. Every Christian is a missionary or an imposter. You either try to spread abroad the kingdom of Christ or else you do not love him at all. It cannot be that there is a higher appreciation of Jesus and a totally a silent tongue about him. The man that says, I believe in Jesus, but does not think enough of Jesus to never ever tell about him by mouth or pen or track is an imposter. There's a difference between knowing versus loving. And if we are true followers of Jesus, there's something that's going on inside of us. I hope this is really spoken to you. It's something that God's been just laying on my heart. That, that you, you think about this. Because it's so easy to go through life not really seriously considering the fact that where is Jesus is in my life? Jesus said, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? What am I to you? 
Because that is the ultimate question. And if you're here this morning and you've never, ever had a chance to make that decision to follow Jesus Christ, this is an opportunity for you. You've never, ever said, you know what, this is my, I'm going to surrender. See, Jesus Christ did this all. He went to the cross. He died on the cross. He did it in love. And he did it to take your sins. That selfishness, the idolatry, the immorality, whatever it is, you can have all of that wiped clean. White slate, everything. And you know, that's, that really got the Pharisees going because they were really trying hard to work at it. They were trying to work at it and saying, well, no, man, this is... And Jesus comes along and says, guess what? If you've done this, just, you know, here's what I can do. Forgiven people go to heaven. Yes, forgiven people. But you have to make that choice to lay it down. If you've been selfish, if you've been prideful, if you've gossiped, don't hold on to it. It's like a burden, seriously. Let it go. I've been in situations where, you know, I've, I've had someone hurt me, and I'm sure I've hurt others too. And I've had to let it go because unforgiveness also will hold you back. And Jesus says this morning, he says to us, each one of us here, if you're that kind of person that you've never laid it down, that you've never actually said to, to repent, because even Peter said, he said, come to me, repent. Turn away from the, what the wicked world is like and come to Jesus. Have a change of mind because he's here and he can fill you with a peace that is so amazing that nothing compares to it. Nothing right? And just talks about that, being filled with the Holy Spirit. If you haven't been filled, if you haven't been baptized, with the Holy Spirit, whatever, we're going to come up here, and I'm going to have the ministry team, and we're going to lay hands on you, and we're going to pray. We're going to ask the Holy Spirit to fill you, to baptize you, to anoint you, because you can't do the Christian life without Him.